ride horses, but we're still cowboys. We don't rob banks, but we're still renegades. We don't wear leather jackets, but we're still cool. I'll wear a leather jacket. It's the Chris Chris and Craig Craig Show! Hey, this is Spencer from Panic at the Disco, and you're listening to Chris and Craig on Brisbane's widest variety of music. Hey, Spencer, thanks so much for joining us. How's it going? Doing pretty good. How, how are you? Yeah, very good. Not You're, too bad, not you, too bad. How are you? Uh, whereabouts are you actually at the moment? Uh, I'm at home. I'm in Los Angeles, California, so uh, getting a, about a week and a half off time since our last shows, getting nice. ready for the Australian date. California, beautiful. Are you, uh, you, you pumped for your, your show in Brisbane? So, wait, first of all, I, I do apologize about that stupid <laughs> accent he just put on. It was great. But yeah, are you pumped for Brisbane? You know, we're always excited to go to Australia, and, uh, you know, it's been a long time. It's been a few years for us, and, uh, you know, for a little while there, it looked like it may not happen because the whole festival kind of got yeah. canceled. Yeah. So luckily, we were able to kind of put it back together a little bit and kind of uh, put together a pretty decent show. So, yeah, we're job. really excited about being back down there. Uh, I-, I wanted to ask you uh, about the, the separation that-, that happened in your band. Like, how-, how did that happen? Was it just like a uh, old frat boy fate hazing where you just uh, got him drunk and just drove him out to the middle of the desert? blindfolded and uh, just drove off and said uh, you guys aren't in the band anymore or, or, or was it kind of like uh, was it kind of like a dog I guess when you're just trying to get get rid of that family dog you take it out of the bush chuck a piece of steak into the bush and you just you drive off looking in the review mirror with the bandmates just with a with a steak in their mouth I a guess single tear <laughs> Well, you know, I mean, it's sort of a mixture of both, I guess, because there was there was steak involved, but there was <laughs> and also Mexican desert. Yeah, Mexican desert, and it was sort of you know we kind of tried to combine all the elements of the the worst possible you know breakup <laughs> potential. But actually, you know, to be honest with you, man, it was it was totally just coming from the fact that we were 18 years old when the first record came out, and so many people heard, so many more people listen to that record than we ever expected. And, you know, naturally everybody goes through changes from exactly. the next three years. And, you know, it, it honestly was as cliche as it sounds, you know, it was a musical difference, uh, you know, situation. And luckily, you know, we still talk to those guys and we're still friends and it was, uh, it was uh, for the best, and I feel like we're all a little bit more happy with what we're doing now. Ah, that's pretty that's sweet. Perfect. Now, uh, Spence, I-, I wanted to ask, uh, with the anonymity in, uh, of of just you, and Bre- Brenda's not here, uh, is there any plans to continue this separation and, and, and segmenting off? And uh, <laughs> Is it kind of like, uh, go with me here, kind of like a bank robbery where you just start popping them off slowly until you're the last man standing so you can just reap the benefits? Yes, it, um, you know, <laughs> I, I don't, I, I would, it, unfortunately, you guys have sort of called my bluff here, and sort of, you know, my whole plan, but I'm sort of using these guys to get me to a certain position <laughs> yeah. where I can unleash my solo project and just leave <laughs> them all in the dust, but, you know, now, don't, I t- tell, don't tell Brennan because <laughs> I haven't got potential out of him yet and once I get to that point then he's going to be you know up tossing to the gutter you know yeah. Spencer we actually got Brendan on the other line now nah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I, I feel you uh, Spencer it's actually something that I'm looking to do myself I'm using Craig as a stepping stone uh, talking oh. to some people behind his back but uh, what, what for emerging bands yeah. out there for emerging bands that are wanting to get out there wanting to get famous wanting mm. to launch their career can you take us through 
uh, from from conception to to birth of, of fame? Like, how did it, did you guys just release like one song and then they just wanted you to do an album, or, or was it like a manager that you you got that just pushed you guys out? How did it just start and and, and get there? Well, I think it was sort of uh, you know for us initially it seemed growing up in Las Vegas and being in that sort of local music scene, which was somewhat non-existent. There was not many small clubs to play for local bands. And initially we thought that was, you know, a downside, but it, you know, ultimately looking back, it seemed like it was actually a benefit because yeah. we spent more time in our rehearsal space, you know, wor working on becoming better songwriters and becoming uh, just better musicians as mm. opposed to just, you know, packing up and playing two, three shows a week. Yeah. And uh, I think now, obviously, things are changing so rapidly, and we were sort of right at the beginning of that with the Internet uh, becoming the new biggest marketing tool for a band. And I feel like, you know, I mean, bands, you just have to be smart. You have to be well aware of, of, of how to get your music out there. And the cool thing about it is you don't have to have some huge – corporation with some high-rise building in the middle of manhattan indie rock all the way yeah man just do it yourself and focus on doing what you want to do because you won't be happy if you do something that some you know pr guy tells you to do whether it's successful or not more than likely you're not going to be happy at the end of the day so just yeah. do what you want to do and do as much as you can personally do to get it out there and, and, and hopefully good things come from that, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, going back to the start, you're saying that it was actually probably a good thing uh, to develop your skills as a musician at being all underground. Uh, is, is that like going from your different genres? Because you guys... Every album, it seems to be, and even during the the songs on the albums, uh, they're all very different. And they're not. You guys don't just have one structured genre. You can't really pinpoint you guys to one thing. Is that what you guys started off with? As a band, you thought, let's get together and uh, and do something that is completely different, or were you just we want to be a rock band and turned out to be an indie a pop like whatever? Yeah, I think it's a mixture of us. Um you know, not really having some concise idea of what we want to be. And then, and then afterwards, after you write 15 songs that, that don't really fit in with each other, then we try to tell everybody, yeah, that's what we meant to do, you know? <laughs> but in reality, it's just, you know, we've got a lot of different influences and you can come into the studio. Maybe you heard a song on the radio on the way in. Maybe you downloaded a record from 50 years ago that you've been influenced by. And, I don't know. I guess we just try to approach each each song uh, differently in the way that we write it, just so that we don't get an album that's just full of the the, the same song yeah. over and over. And uh, you know, hopefully, people find that refreshing. And for us, it's just you know trying to find our way through, you know, trying to find the band that we want to be, and maybe just kind of having all those different influences is the band that we are. You know? Yeah. And, yeah. and kudos to you guys because it, it it shows a lot of creativity when you can explore. Uh, a lot of different things and just have fun with it as well uh, but Spence what I wanted to say like Craig and I have already discussed uh, this amongst ourselves there's a guy over in the States who uh, he had a lot of rich friends and they actually paid him some uh, some money to get uh, breast implants for a year oh. they, they paid him and, and he did it too without telling his wife We've talked about uh, the lowest figure that we would, would do. What would be the lowest amount of money that it, it would take for you to actually get that done? For, for a year. For like a year. For a year. 
here, and then they come out. Okay, so, uh, well, I'm not exactly sure what the uh, what the Australian uh, it's a it's the Australian dollar, correct? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure the exchange rate as of now, but you know, it's kind of funny you bring it up because in uh, in the past few weeks on tour, we've been having these sort of conversations. <laughs> <laughs> not necessarily specifically about breast implants. It's kind of funny you bring it up because we were talking about getting some uh, some breast implants yeah. last week. Like... Yeah, yeah. And, and so, uh, you know, I mean, to be honest, you know, a year, I mean, that's what? That's that's nothing. That's, uh, no, that's, that's one me. tour. One tour that you just have to put up with uh, boobs. With, with some boobs. <laughs> buy like a, a, a size large shirt you know you just gotta <laughs> buy it up you know and uh i don't know you know give me give me uh uh give me a couple thousand bucks and i'll do yeah oh that is awesome i right, spencer i'm so glad you said that because i said a hundred thousand dollars and chris here i called him cheap he reckoned i was cheap so uh look spencer you're either uh no. Uh, desperate for some cash or, or just a thrill seeker in uh, in interesting ways, but now, the way I look at it, Spencer, is uh, you can, you get the you get the money up front, and then throughout that year, you can you can pay your mates to have a feel if they want. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly, a rental exactly. rent charge. Getting friends, you're getting all sorts. I mean, it's a great investment as far as I can tell. You, know? you, get, a, so you get off speeding I... fines and uh, all sorts of things as well. I'm sure. <laughs> Uh, Spencer, we're just gonna uh, we're gonna wrap this up. One more question. I know how crazy fans can get, um, and I would just love to know what is the the craziest, outrageous thing that a fan has given you. I know it's probably a stupid question that you've heard a thousand times, but uh, yeah, it's interesting. You know, it's uh, we've gotten some some weird things. I mean, we've gotten you know we've gotten. Uh, you know, it's always weird when people give you food, you know, and it's like, <laughs> hey, I, I, I made this, you know, and we actually, we've, we've gotten food and mm. we've gotten some like cookies or some baked goods, some sort of stuff. Sometimes, you know, it's great, you know, because there's a little something extra in those baked goods and that's a good oh, situation. Yes, nice. oh, I'm with you. Extra milk solids. Okay. Or... Right. Here's, here's the catch. One time we got some baked goods and then we found out that this this girl had put one piece of hair in every single cookie that oh, she baked us. Dirty. So that she had a part of her inside of us. Little... Dude, so, that is something that, um, yeah, uh, you would probably want to go to the cops about. That's so funny. That's hilarious. I'm inside of you. Yeah. It, it, it's a little weird. It's, it's maybe weirder than the breast implants. I don't know if it is, but... <laughs> Spencer, uh, thank you so much for chatting. Yes. Well, thanks for having me. I, it was great talking to you guys.